Whoa, we're here. This is episode 14 of Look at My Records. I have a very special co-DJ here with me, Zach Romano. Yeah, hello. Just a couple of Lafayette College guys. WJRH alums. Thinking about Yakko's Hot Dogs in Allentown. Did you ever actually go there? Yeah, John Creerand, my good buddy, really liked Yakko's. So we did go to Yakko's. I never went to Yakko's. You just remember the commercial fondly? Fondly's a little generous, but I remember the commercial. It seemed like a decent enough place. They were able to pay for a very catchy jingle. Let's go to Yakko's! It's catchy. Yeah, it's pretty catchy. So, so yeah. Didn't think I'd be doing this again yeah. after the last time leaving the WJRH station office in 2010. Yeah, but then, you know what? You have a friend. He has a quarter-life crisis. He decides, I need to do a podcast. I'm going to get some podcasting equipment. Very high-quality podcasting equipment. Friend. And then you're hanging out with said friend. And it's not WJRH at Lafayette College. It's not anymore. It's look at my records. But to, for the people out there, we both attended Lafayette College. Graduated 09. You graduated 2010. Yeah. And we were part of the radio station. Yeah, we had shows. We did have shows. But we could talk about that a little later. Yeah, we should probably play a song. Let's play we? some music. So... There's a little bit of a theme here, isn't there? Yeah, there's definitely a theme, and it shows we've attended. And a couple of songs from our favorite albums of the new year. But yeah, there's, that, there's some overlap there, though. That'll be towards the end. So some of the bands from this year we've seen live together of the records we really enjoyed so far. Yeah, just to clarify, shows we've attended together, not just shows we've attended. But we're going to start out with a classic we had a great time when we saw wire in 2014 it's a great show it was a fantastic show at the bowery ballroom it was in the middle of winter i think wasn't it i think it was may actually oh i think you're thinking <laughs> of when we saw weekend oh yeah we did see them with, i totally forgot about with that Bara, that like alternative metal band yeah it was the same venue though yeah well vara opened for weekend I'm not, not one for, for talking shit on bands, but, but Vara, I don't know about that. Not our cup of tea. That's all we have to say. Yeah, so. Maybe somebody liked it. Maybe you do. Someone out there. We're not going to play any songs for, for them if they like Vara, though. No, but, if they like Vara, you can find them on YouTube or Spotify, presumably. Or the Google. Just Google it. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Uh, MySpace. They probably have a MySpace page if MySpace still exists. Or they yeah. did like seven to eight years ago. I still have a MySpace page. You sure? You yeah. You delete it? Uh, no, I forgot the password and I can't get into it. So there's Just like call a- Tom. <laughs> Give him a call. He's a photographer now. He's like a billionaire and he just has like the best camera on earth and goes around taking pictures. He's like the smartest guy that started up a company. He's like... I just want to sell this at its high point and then do whatever I want. And that's what he's doing. Why couldn't Donald Trump do that? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Why, why did he even appoint Attorney General Jeff Sessions when Jeff Sessions would just recuse himself? Idiot. Anyway, uh, you know who else is a photographer now? Who? Randy, the big unit, Johnson. 
Oh, that's right. He's into concert photography. Yeah, he's a he's concert like, photographer I'm, I'm now. I'm really tall and I like Metallica. I love Metallica. Remember that time he made a bird explode? Yeah, and other things. Yeah, that was pretty. What are other up. rumors associated with him? Um, I, I mean, there's the obvious one regarding his first name, last name, and nickname. Yeah, true. Okay, so let's play like three songs, and then we'll come back and talk some more. Yeah, we'll tell everyone the story about how I almost got kicked off the college radio station. Yeah, it's a good story. How's that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, we're starting off with Wire, and then two mystery songs, which will tell you what they are when we get back. You'll just have to guess. Enjoy. Hang the expense 
Yeah.
Really like that song, Mission to Burma. Great song. What song was that, Tom? Peking Spring. Peking Spring. That's one of my favorite Mission to Burma songs, by the way. Remember that time we saw them? I do. It was my birthday, the year 2015. It was a good year. It was a great birthday. I had a lot of fun. It's a great show. I think it was at the Bell House, wasn't it? Yeah. Was there an opener? There had to be. I just can't remember who it was. I feel like we got there late because we were drinking in that... That, like, uh, Greek place down the street from that the Bell House. That place was so Greek, and it continues to be so Greek. It's good, though. It's a good pregame spot for the Bell House. Yeah, I mean, if you want a couple beers before you see whatever show or other thing you're going to see at the Bell House, because they have quite a, quite a varied lineup, it's a good place to do it. I don't know what it's called. Neither do you. But it's pretty Greek, and it's, like, maybe a block on the same street that the Bell oh, House is on. Oh, on the same street. On yeah. the same street. Bell House probably one of my favorite venues, I got to say. Yeah, I've seen like a, a wide variety of stuff there. Yeah, me too. You can always count on them for a variety of events. 
I once went to a cookie throwdown there where like 75 people made their best Christmas cookies and you went around like just eating the cookies and then you voted on the best one. It was delicious. So I don't like Harry Potter, but I went to a Harry Potter convention or something there. It was weird. What? <laughs> Why? Yeah, with uh, someone I dated. Oh, that liked Harry Potter, which could be anyone, basically. Yeah, I, I, I'm I mean, like, one, like of the, one of the few people that doesn't like Harry Potter. Did Harry and the Potters play? No. How about Draco and the Malfoys? That's wizard rock, correct? The That's the genre. S- subgenre. Right? That's the subgenre. Yeah. Wizard rock, right? Yeah. All right. We're well, getting off topic we're getting, here. So what was the song before the Mission of Burma song? So, Mission of Burma was the last song. Peking Spring, that's a live version of Peking Spring off of the horrible truth about Burma. Before that, Yola Tango, Cherry Chapstick off of the 1997 amazing album. And then Nothing Turned Itself Inside Out. Such and a great album. We've seen Yola Tango together multiple times. Three times, I think. Bell House. Was that 2013? Yeah, it was like, I, I think it was their, their substitute for the Hanukkah shows that year. Yeah. Remember they had like a stage set? Yeah, they, they had, had like a, a set. Uh, they did two sets. They did a quiet one and then a, a hard rock one. Yeah, and they had this like weird... Um, trees like, st- set. And they looked like, the, the trees looked like they were hand-painted by a fourth grader or something. Yeah, they were beautiful. It was beautiful scenery. And then Town Hall with the feelies that was... Um, December 2015, that was one of two 30th anniversary shows for Yola Tango as a band. You have an incredible memory for when these happened. I can usually remember where they were, but I have no idea what year they were. I know all those meaningless details about my life. (laughs) (laughs) Like when that show happened. But I remember, so that was the second one, I believe, because the first one was Antietam opened for them, and that was a... Hoboken band that played uh, the Yolo Tango's first show with them at Maxwell's. That's so, ridiculous that they got them to open for them 30 years I later. I think they're still sort of active Antietam. I can't be sure. I think they may have been sort of active, but they're another, from what I, I think their releases were on Coyote Records, which were the which was the Hoboken label at the time led by Steve Fallon. So that was the first show, and then the second show was The Feelies opened. And clearly, uh, we wanted to go to the second show. Yeah. Antietam's good, too, but I love The Feelies. He does. It's, anyone who knows me knows that. So, And so let's backtrack again. What was before that? Diarrhea Planet? Yeah. Goes for the boner. Whoa. Is that, what's that song about? Goes to the boner. I feel like it, it's about you know, an aroused spirit, I think. Did I tell you? Uh, so uh, Diarrhea Planet's on Infinity Cat Records based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh-huh. And I think we saw them before this happened, but that later that summer I was at a show at the Silent Barn, and I met Jeff the Fatherhood. What? What? Yeah, that's true. So the president of Infinity Cat Labels, the owner, is Jeff the Brotherhood's dad. 
Oh, I see why. So he was okay. like, yes, I'm Jeff. I don't think he said he was Jeff of Fatherhood. You know? But when he said, yeah, those are my kids on the, this label, I was like, you're Jeff the Fatherhood. <laughs> and this is Jeff the Motherhood nice. and Sisterhood. Because they had come to see some band that was on the label. I can't remember what band, but I went there to see Easy TV. I've talked about Easy TV on the program before, and I've played them. You know, they're one of my favorite newer bands. I think they're playing again around here relatively soon. Yeah, Pooja and I just saw them at Union Pool. Cool. It was a good, sh- very good show. They, who else did they play with? Oh, they played with this band from Chicago. Sorry, we're really getting yeah, we're, track. But the, the Diarrhea, <laughs> the Diarrhea <laughs> Planet show was a great lineup. Yeah, High Wasted. Yeah, they started off. And I, I hadn't heard of them at that point. Have yeah. you? No, and they played a great surfy rock. Their own version of great surfy rock, right? Yeah. Was that how you would describe it? Yeah, I just how I'd describe it would be exactly their own version of great surfy rock. So you pretty much nailed it. I could read your mind. Oh yeah, I think you just did. I read your mind. Stop it. And then Western Medication was after that. And didn't the drummer look like Kurt Vile in that band? Yeah, and I think someone yelled that, and they actually like commented on it. Yeah, they they commented on. They it acknowledged they? it in maybe a day or two later, something like that. Oh I yeah, saw they, they acknowledged it on their Facebook because they they said something like Kurt Vile on drums. Yeah, we're we're getting off track again. Let's listen to some more music. But 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 that's good though. We're 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 providing some context for this stuff. Yeah, uh, and the first song Folks was Wire. Know. We we talked about it uh, May twenty fourteen ish. Bowery Ballroom. Not the winter. I was wrong. Yeah. So let's go play some more songs. We got some good ones coming up. We got oh, DuckTales. If you like Super Chunk, they're coming up soon. Not right away, but soon. So stay tuned. And if you don't like them, you have bad taste. Just turn it off then for that song. Okay. Stop. 
It's a really prolonged fade-out. Yeah, it took a while, didn't they? They really wanted to make a point with that fade-out, I guess. Point taken. Point. Point is taken. Very well taken. So let's just recap what we just heard in that stretch of songs. First, we heard Killing the Vibe by DuckTales. What's that guy's name again? Matt Mondiali, Mondiali, or something something like that. that. Departed real estate last year. We saw him before he departed real estate, though, back in 2013. What pier was that? It was a certain pier. Pier 51. Pier Pier 29. No, it wasn't. It was definitely 50 something or 70 something. Yeah. And they played with Titus Andronicus. Yeah, another band, too. What was the third band? Yeah, I don't know either. But it was yeah. a good show, though. Remember, it kind of rained. Uh, yeah, and that was the first time I met two of our, well, my now very close friends and Tom's. Alex Fishbane and Andrew Sebos. Yeah. Anyone else there? No, I think it was just the four of us. Yeah, and I remember I was leaving work and I was like, it's so crappy out. Yeah, I don't I know umbrella. if I want to go. And then I did. I'm glad I did. Yeah, it was a very faithful. Who knows show. what would have been ha- what would have happened? Very faithful show. Good show too. And after that, Kurt Vile, Amplifier off of Childish Prodigy. That's one of my favorite records by him. As you know, his new stuff is great too. I've liked everything he put out. He's put out legitimately, but this this one's a little rawer. You know, yeah, a little weirder. Rawer, weirder. Yeah, Seems like he was listening and uh, smoke ring for my halo are my two favorites. And I think they're going to be my two favorites from him. Seems like childish prodigy. And before he's listening to more like crazy indie rock. Yeah. Or just like we like there's there's much like weird sonic experiments. Yeah, on those, on exactly. Those he doesn't really do that anymore. 
Yeah, and the songs weren't as long as they are now. Like, now it's a bunch of, like, super chilled out eight-minute songs. And there's a place for that, sure. But I like the weirder stuff, too. Yeah. Me, too. So, we saw him at Ground Control Touring 15th Anniversary Show in... Well, I can tell you the exact date because I have a poster. Was it more than one day? No, it was just one really busy night. Uh, December 2nd, 2015. We saw him more at Webster too. Hall. We saw him at Terminal 5 and Woods opened. Yeah, I remember that. It's a pretty good show. That was a great show. Yeah, that was Terminal 5. That was December 27th, 2016. <laughs> it was a couple of days after Christmas. Yeah. And or maybe uh, 28th. I don't know. Yeah, it was like before everyone was back to New York City. We had a good time that night, though. We went to that bar that that's whatever that bar is yeah, called right near Terminal 5. Terminal 5. <laughs> right across from the Daily Show. Yeah, yeah you know, Terminal there. 5 sucks, but there's fun things about going to Terminal 5, like going to that bar. Yeah, we went there after we saw local natives. Yeah. We went there after we saw Lucius. Yeah, Lucius. I have a poster for that. That's a cool poster. That was exactly a year before the Ground Control Touring show. About. Or so. That was a good show, though. I remember the members of Braves came with us to that Lucius show. Nick LaFalse's former band. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And that's all we'll say about that. Yeah. Um, so. so after that was Peace of Mind by the Radio Department off a singles collection we saw them what like march or something march yes bowery ballroom yeah and remember when i accurately predicted the encore yeah by looking I mean, at did, set did list that, wiki did you predict that, set, everyone there was really blown away when <laughs> i said play this song and then they did yeah, I was like, you were telling them what to do. But it was because I looked at the set list from the night before. You know, they're one of my favorite bands, but the show didn't really translate for me. It was a good show, but I don't know. They've taken a, a really, like, dancey electronic turn with their last Oh, album. yeah, they did, for sure. And I'm not too crazy about that. I mean, it was good, but there was a real element of, like, just a bunch of folks on the stage while some music was playing and they were kind of like noodling and dancing around a little bit, but I don't know. They played some of the hits and I like that. So, um, yeah, I have to agree with everything you just said. So Tom, um, tell us about the time you were almost kicked off WJRH. How'd that happen? Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd be happy to tell you about that. So just as some background, we were both DJs on our college radio station. I remember my show was with my friend John Creerand, and it was more John of Don a... John It The best way to describe it, it was a re, stupid variety show run by two idiots, basically. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes I was like, hey, let's play, this mu- let's play music and stuff. So we would talk for a while, have these stupid games that we would play, 
you know, pretend we were zombies to, you know, like the Orson Welles thing or whatever. <laughs> Did, didn't you give away fake Taylor Swift tickets once? Ah, uh, Smiley Cyrus. All uh, right, close enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so one time I was at the local bar, Milo's Tavern, and I was a senior, so I was of age. It's consuming an adult beverage. Yeah, I wouldn't want as an adult. Wouldn't want to put Milo at risk. Yeah. Milo doesn't serve underage. He doesn't. He 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 actually didn't. Which <laughs> he was, was crazy. actually pretty good about it. Yeah. So good for good for you, Milo. But for some reason, I was compelled to go into the radio station after being out for the entire night. It must have been two thirty in the morning or something. And I was like. I want everyone to hear Metal Circus, the EP by Husker Du. I just felt so compelled that everyone needed to hear that entire EP. So I went in. I didn't break in. I had, like, the pass because I was a DJ. I didn't have to, like, break in. I just went in, (laughs) opened it up. As you could with a pass. And the way it worked is if no one was DJing, they just had an iTunes had playlist like shuffle. on shuffle. It was so bad. With like 30,000 songs. Just like anything on shuffle, basically. And so then I came on. I started playing the song. I was like, you guys have to hear this. And it's like the first song on Metal Circus. or I can't remember if I did the first song or something else. I don't know. But, um, and then I, at that point, nothing happened. I came back out and I went to get my friend, John. I was like, we need to go back on the air right now. It's just on. So then we both went back in and we're both talking on the air and no one's supposed to be on at that time. So, but I mean, who was going to be monitoring it or so you thought uh, some guy with the screen name Opeth. Five five seven or something. Was that? Was that? He was an Dave Opeth fan. Whatever. Whoever was someone very involved with it, and he he IM'd the computer <laughs> at the station. <laughs> he IM'd it, and at first I I guess I didn't notice it. He IM'd it. He sends it an IM. He's like, "You guys need to stop. You can't be on right now." <laughs> and then we said. Oh, we hear you, Opeth577, <laughs> but we're not stopping. You can't stop us. You can't censor us. And then he's like, okay, I'm coming over there right now. <laughs> and they were like, okay, bye. <laughs> we ran away. And then apparently there was a, like a, a meeting, and they were like, well, we have to talk about those idiots. And people said they shouldn't be on the air anymore, but then some people were like, no, come on, they're really funny yeah and people at lafayette college weren't exactly clamoring for slots in this station either yeah so so we kept our show thank god great show yeah that's a good story it's fun i'm glad everyone can hear it now yeah that they also exposed um an academic prize winner for using academic enhancing drugs on that show yeah that was satire but we accused uh people that were nominated for the college prize of using adderall without a prescription and probably which true case, probably true it's academic performance enhancing drugs 
So that we we were groundbreaking in that sense. We brought attention to a non-existent issue <laughs> that <laughs> that no one has ever talked about since. So, you know, we did our part. And if I could do it again, I would talk about the fact that uh, Gideon Yego beat out Mick Foley for the senior speaker. Yeah, what the hell was that about? So, if you're out there, Lafayette College newspaper, <laughs> look into it, because there was definitely some foul play. Yeah, I, I mean, um, the the dean sent a letter that kind of implicated McFoley's emails, and then Gideon Diego ended up picking up a bunch of votes because of the the dean's letter and the emails. It was the original. Uh, election scandal is a microcosm of what became a national issue uh, about you know seven years later (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway so anyway let's get back to the music yeah we got some more Uh, tunes for you again if you don't like super chunk then you can get out here we go
They're from Detroit, Proto Martyr. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, that's one Motor of their, City. It's one of their big things. It's a like a forty year old dude from Detroit backed up by three twenty two year olds. Real yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah, no, I read about it. That's what it is. Really? That's cool. That's cool for all members of that band. Yeah. We saw Proto Martyr February twenty sixteen. That was another really solid bill. Yeah, they played with priests, and then who played first? I don't remember. It was a good band, though. The whole show was amazing. Yeah, I'll have to look all this stuff up. You know, yeah, I remember the, the first, first band, band was good, though. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Who knows? Meh. So that was the song. Before that, rope light, super chunk. No, that's not true, dude. Before that was Sludge Feast by Giant Dinosaur Jr. Oh, yeah. I, was, I guess I was going from the top. Uh, so, okay. Let's start from the top. Yeah, you were doing it wrong. The first song you heard since we last spoke was Rope Light by Super Chunk off of Majesty Shredding. It's a great song. We saw Super Chunk at that same ground control touring show that we saw Kurt Vile. Yeah, at Webster Hall. It's a great, that was a great bill. Lee Ronaldo was bill. there. Yeah, Lee Ronaldo was there. Steve Gunn was there. Steve Gunn was there, yeah. Steve Gunn was definitely there. Speedy Ortiz was there. Were they? I think so. I don't know. Wait, Frank- no, that was Hopalong. I'm thinking of Hopalong. Frankie Cosmos was there. Screaming Females were there. Ah, great band. Is it Screaming Females was there? Screaming, yeah, I think it's Screaming be- Females was there. Yeah. Not were there, because it's a proper noun. Screaming Females was there. Yeah. Lots of other groups, too. Waxahachi was there. Yeah. Good night. It was a good night. 
Good night. And then after that, Sludge Fest by Dinosaur Jr. off of You're Living All Over Me. Classic song, classic album. Where'd we see them? Uh, that one by Union Square. Irving Plaza. Yeah. Irving Plaza. Hey. That was in November. Was it that of long this ago? This year, already? yeah, of last year. Yeah, November of last year. Wow, it feels like, uh, Yeah, that's true. I, I bought a hoodie from last year's touring for like 10 bucks. It was great. It's yeah, I remember that. I'll never forget that. You should have got one too. Yeah, I messed up. So, in all and the then podcasts. The, the third song was Want Remover by Proto Martyr. Yeah. Which we already talked about. In all the podcasts, you've never really told the backstory of why Look at My Records is called Look at My Records. Maybe you'd want to shed some light on that topic. Yeah, I can do that. So I don't know if anyone remembers this series of debates between the great senator from Vermont, Bernie Sanders, and uh, Hillary Clinton. During one of those debates, when she was arguing with Bernie Sanders, she said, look at my record. <laughs> to refer said. to her record of, I'm progressive, sort of. I think she might have said that a couple of times. Yeah. Well, remember, she said, I'm a progressive who gets things done. She did say that. And people bought it. People bought it. Uh, yeah, well, it's a touchy subject, right? Yeah, the, the, the sad ballad of, of Hillary and Bernie. Yeah, it's just demoralizing. Do you think this podcast will see the light of day like 30 years from now? You think we'll remember it? Or will we all be annihilated because North Korea like nuked San Francisco? I mean, we wouldn't be annihilated in that case. It wouldn't be good. Well, it would Don't just, get me wrong. But. It would just cause chaos, like worldwide yeah. chaos. Now, this is being archived on the NSA servers. When, when you put it on the internet, oh, yeah. NSA gets it, right? And that goes to the bottom of a, of a volcano. Oh, well, that's cool. We'll be part of the Earth. Yeah, we're, we're part of the digital archive. All right, let's play some more songs. Yeah, I think it's we're going to control. We're going to switch tacks a little bit here. Yeah. We're switching formats to finish the program. You're only going to have to hear from us one more time after I, this. I, I'm sorry to say I'm, I'm I know you haven't gotten enough yet. Yeah, because we're thinking of going to a show around the corner. Yeah, and this this is taking a lot longer. This than is we an hour and 8 minutes so far. Yeah, we still have a couple more segments to go. Yeah, so let's just get into it. Now we're sampling some songs from our favorite records of 2017. Yeah, we're at a little at past the, mid- the, the halfway point, so it's a good time to look back on what we enjoyed the most so far this yeah, year. Yeah, we're reflecting on it. So if you want to listen, listen. If you don't, who cares? We don't care. It's your loss. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, here's a song by the Courtney's.
So you just heard some of our favorite songs from our favorite records of 2017 so far. Subject to change because it is only the middle of the year. A lot of stuff to come out. But if the year was only six months and 15 ish, ish days long, <laughs> this would be the year end list. So just to recap, you heard 25 by the Courtney's off of two. Came out in February, I believe. Great album. Great band from British Columbia, and it was about three years in the making, so they were long overdue, in my opinion, and they're great. I saw them at Baby's All Right. Nice. Good show. Good venue. With Jay Som. Another good band. Yeah. And after that, we heard JJ by Priests. This one is actually kind of a double hitter. Because we also have seen Priests together twice. Yeah, and we saw them at Brooklyn Bazaar the night that the... The travel ban was struck down in court. Yeah, so it was very... I feel like I'll remember that for a long time. Yeah, it was pretty cathartic, and also they're pretty political, yeah. and they were getting into it. So And that was at Brooklyn Bazaar, so that was a great show. Snail Mail opened, another really good band. Yeah. They're that, like 14 years old. Yeah. Somehow really good at music. Yeah. How's that happen? Why? 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 But fun fact, the Courtney's 2 and the new Priest album, Nothing Feels Natural, both pink covers. It's true. You've seen both of the covers, right? Yeah. It's a similar shade of pink, too. Yeah. And then after that, we heard Little Silver Cross, White Reaper off of their pretty much brand new record. I think it came out in May. The world's best American band. Yeah. I actually first heard about that record on this very podcast. On this podcast. On I'm this glad, very podcast. Uh, people are listening and getting into bands based off of that. So. Good band. Good record. Great yeah. podcast. So we this is go- running a little long. So let's just... Uh, Let's finish the show off. Yeah, we got three more to go. So let's just talk about the three songs because we'll just play out the last three songs. Yeah. So the first song you're going to hear is Third Act by Glenn Morrow's Cry for Help off of the self-titled Glenn Morrow's Cry for Help. This is one of my favorite records of the year so far. Glenn Morrow, Hoboken, rock and roller legend of Hoboken. He was in the first band to ever play Maxwell's, the A band, with uh, Richard Barone, who's in the bongos and has a lot of solo stuff, too. And he's in the individuals, and then he had this project, Rage to Live. This is like his first release in 30 years or something. So it's it's good. I like it. Shit. And then after that, Zach, I like this record, too. Rocket, Sandy, Alex G. Formerly Alex G. Why did he do Sandy parentheses? I don't know. Maybe he wanted. Maybe he thought we were forgetting about the ravages of Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, or maybe he likes to go to the beach. Yeah. Maybe he just permanently has sand, you know, in his pants from going to the beach so much. Maybe he doesn't have access to a working shower, so he can't get it out. So I felt like it's part <laughs> of him. Stronger than the storm. 
These are all theories. Yeah, we don't know anything Sandy, about Alex this. Sandy, Alex G., if you want to provide clarification, you're welcome on the program anytime. But that's the theory, and we're sticking to it. As far as I know, he doesn't like to provide clarification about any of his song lyrics. Really? Yeah. He gets, like, mad when you ask him about them. Why? I don't know. He's like, I want you to interpret it. Yeah, I mean, his lyrics are pretty straightforward. So really? I, yeah, but anyhow, Sandy, Alex G., Alex G now. Okay, and then the last song is Caught in a Lie, Chastity Belt, off of their new album. Came out within the last month. I used to spend so much time alone. They're a Seattle-based band. They've been touring a lot over the last few years. Yeah, we listened to them in the car the other night. Yeah, and I really liked their last record that came out two years ago and the one before that, too. They're a great group. I didn't see them when they came through town, though, unfortunately. They played Music Hall Williamsburg in June. Missed it, though. Bummer. Yeah, it's okay, though. But So everyone enjoyed those last three songs. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Zach, thanks for being on. Thank you, Thomas, for having me. It's think, been a blast. I think we had a lot of fun. We did. This Certainly is gonna, did. This is a record-long podcast. It's going to be over an hour and a half, but <laughs> I think it'll be worth it. I think people out there will enjoy it. Yeah, listen to it while you're answering some emails. Yeah, or while you're working through the work day. Yeah, those are not mutually exclusive, man. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> but yeah. Listen to it while you're going on a run, while you're taking a bath. Well, be careful in the bath, though, because with electronics. Yeah, that's a good point. Be careful. We don't, don't, we don't, want, want, don't want to be responsible for a, anyone as being a result electrocuted. Exactly. Okay, so thanks for listening. Here's Glenn Morrow's Cry for Help.
far, far better thing. 